through the grace and peace of our Father and His Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Today we're speaking from the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, and from verses 14 to the end. Father, we thank you for this morning. I pray that your word will propagate our hearts, that we will have understanding that will change our walk in you and be spirit-filled in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 onwards says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. A few years ago, I was reading and I came across the word, I believe, in John, where Jesus is kneeling. I think it's Luke, Luke chapter 22, actually, where Jesus was in the garden and in the Mount of Olives, and he knelt down to pray. Uh, the word of God actually says that he withdrew from the disciples. He went with the disciples about a stone's throw away, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and strengthened him. Now, what caught my eye was that he knelt down to pray. In fact, the Bible in verse 39 of Luke chapter 22 says that as it was his custom, he went to the Mount of Olives to pray. And he knelt down to pray. Now, Jesus is the strongest person I know in emotion in might and in power and authority. But the word of God says that he knelt down to pray. And since the time I read that, it always pricked my mind because the word of God says that Jesus could do mighty works. Not only that, he mentioned at one point in time that if he wanted to, he could call legions from heaven, from his father, to attend to him. But here we see Jesus kneeling down God of all creation, kneeling down. So since then, whenever I see the word kneel, I kind of pay attention. Now, in our main scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, the first thing that the writer says, Paul, the apostle, is that for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father. Now, this is a letter. The Ephesians is a letter, or if you will, an epistle to Ephesus, the church at Ephesus, which is now modern-day Turkey. And it's one of the churches that John had revelation about when Jesus said things about seven churches in the region of Ephesus, in the region of Turkey, I beg your pardon. And what he said about Ephesus was mostly great. You know, they, they, they weren't weary. They were doing well. But he had one thing against them. He says that, I have this against you, that you have left your former love. The word left there is tantamount to the word divorce, something that you've left behind. And also we see similarly in Ephesians chapter 3, Paul says, for this reason I bow my knees. 
Now, the reason being is that God, the Father, the Lord of Jesus Christ, would grant you according to his riches in glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. So Paul is speaking about the ability of God, the might of God, the might of the Alpha Omega, that according to his riches in glory, that number one, that you would be strengthened with might. Now, I looked at this and said, okay, he's leading to something. Paul's leading to something. But just look what he says. He said, to be strengthened with might. He's speaking about being built up, but not built up with normal cement and bricks, but rather the building blocks and the cement being strength and the building blocks, according to the riches in his riches in glory, being might. To what purpose and to what end? Let's read on. That you would be, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit. So the building blocks and cement of strength and might through his spirit, through the power of his spirit to be strengthened through his spirit inside you. Now it's a wonder that when we are doing building, we often build the outside first after laying the foundation. But God's wisdom says in the inner man, building from the inside out, that what is on the inside will begin to affect what is on the outside. Amen. Verse 17 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Then he goes on to say that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, and the depth and the height. But the purpose being first of that Christ may dwell in your hearts, that you may be rooted and grounded in love. Now the word love there, one of the purposes for Paul kneeling down is agape, which is more than filios, which is more than just a, a, a mere attraction. In fact, the word of God speaks about the love of Christ. We read earlier in Luke chapter 22, that this cup that was before him, that the, the, the purpose for Christ's coming, the reason why the Son of God was made manifest was to die, to be the preparation for our sins, to be that Lamb of God, if you will, to be that exchange. In fact, he says that for this reason, if you read on in Luke chapter 22, when he's sharing the Passover, he says that this is my body given for you. And this is the cup in which the blood of his new covenant is in, which is shed or poured out for you. That is the love of God. That is what, if you will, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I remember when I was reading that earlier, begotten son, I used to think of how I used to tease my mum when I used to ask her for things. And I would often say, oh, I'm your only begotten son. And that usually used to do the trick. But this is the favor that God shows towards his son, that because of his sacrifice, when he looks on us, he doesn't see us. He sees Christ's body, if you will, the church. He sees what the blood of Christ did, the remission of sins, to bring us closer to God. Let's read on. So this is love. 
This is the agape, if you will. And he says that you may be, so that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and depth and the height. Purpose being to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Not just the fullness, but all the fullness of God. I'm going to back up here because he says that through his spirit in the inner man, that you may be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man. Now, what struck me was the, the reverence that Jesus pays to the spirit of God. He says, in fact, that wait here to the disciples, that the Spirit is coming, and that the purpose of the Spirit, the dispensation of the Spirit, the work of the Spirit, is to teach us all things, to let us know all things, be reminded of all truth and things to come. But the Word of God says about the Holy Spirit, it says that every sin will be forgiven man, except sin against the Holy Spirit blaspheming against the Holy Spirit in this life and the life that is to come. The reverence Jesus pays to the Holy Spirit shows us the importance of the Holy Spirit. That if Christ came to die for man for the remission of sins, for the forgiveness of sins, but this one thing is unforgivable. A sin against the Holy Spirit. So this Holy Spirit, through whom Paul's, about whom Paul says he bows his knees to the purpose that we will be filled, that we will be strengthened with might inside us through the Holy Spirit. The Word of God goes on to say that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, being rooted and ground, grounded in love. Now, Jesus was asked a question by a teacher and said, what is the greatest commandment what is the greatest commandment in the law what's the what's the the most important thing in this whole law obviously at the time the new testament was being written in history as it played out so he was referring to the old testament and jesus drew from a passage in deuteronomy which says that here israel the lord thy god is one the lord is one Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now Jesus went a step further in the Gospels in Luke and added another thing, but the main things were there were your heart, your soul, and your strength. And Jesus went a step further and said, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as your own flesh, as your own self. We've spoken about how Jesus shared in Luke chapter 22 at the time of Passover the bread and the wine, saying that this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you. He spoke about the body. This is my body given to you. And I earlier spoke about how Ephesus was one of the churches in Turkey. And church being the, the, the operative word here. At the time, it would have been called Ecclesia, which was to affect the environment as well as the people within because of the gospel of Christ. But Christ refers to the church as his own body. That as we abide in him, he abides in us. That we are being transformed, each one of us. And the purpose of Paul kneeling down was to know that we should know this love 
that goes beyond normal knowledge and understanding. To know and walk in this love. In fact, when you read Ephesians, and I would say to you, spend some time, it's 20 minutes on an audio Bible, you can get through Ephesians 1 to, 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 to 5, very easily, to 6, very easily. And he says there, Paul said, this is the purpose for him kneeling down. Now, incidentally, that word kneel in the word of God in Genesis chapter 1, I believe, 22, there is something that you see the first word, the word kneel in, at that point. Bible scholars would call it the law of first instance. And it talks about blessing. And it's a popular thing. In fact, there's a popular song now being, going around called The Blessing. And the blessing actually says that the Lord bless and keep you. Now, that word bless there means to kneel. Yes, I'm not saying that the Lord is kneeling before you, but that blessing is an honoring. That blessing is to lift you up. Just as Jesus knelt down to wash the feet of the apostles, of his disciples at the time. The love of God that passes all understanding. That love for us to know. So the word in, in the book of Ephesians speaks, or goes on, Paul goes on to speak about unity, the unity of faith. And this is the purpose. If you read that verse, it says that in, in, in chapter 3, verse 17, it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, that you may be able to comprehend with all of the saints. So this is something that is important and key to be able to walk the walk of God, to be able to walk in that commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. You know, man is a tripart being. And I know that those words there are, are translated, nefesh and me'od, and there is a bit of fluidity between the three. But if you will, it could be an understanding of body, of soul, spirit, spirit, soul, and body. That we should love the Lord our God with our actual whole being, with our whole body. And in the same vein here, the word of God is speaking about that we may be able to comprehend with all of the other saints in a unity of faith. What is this agape? What is this love that he's speaking about? The end purpose struck me in verse 19. It says that to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So as Paul begins to explain why he's kneeling, while he is, why he's blessing us in prayer, that through strength and might, through the Spirit, that we may be filled with the love of Christ in our hearts. The end purpose being that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. Not the fullness of God, but all the fullness of God. That we may be the body of Christ. That we may be that perfected church without spot and blemish to him who treats us as his own flesh. In fact, the word of God says that for this reason, Speaking about the mystery of the church, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh, one body. A man of wisdom 
called the preacher in Ecclesiastes. And he says that the end of all this, he's debating, he debates this and that, if you will. He debates good and evil. And he said the end of the matter in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, is this. That we should obey, worship God and obey his commandments. The Lord has commanded us that the greatest law is to love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your being as the body of Christ in unity of faith. Worship God and obey his commandments. That the end and the duty of a man, of a person, of a, the son of the spirit is to worship him and obey his commandments, to love the Lord our God. And this process, when you read Ephesians, help us, helps us to be spirit-filled, helps us to walk in faith. This is the process. This is a process even, part of the process. I'd like to end, but before I do, I'd like to say that being part of, rather than just understanding that we should be loved. We should understand that we are the beloved, but we should also be loved as we also are loved, as we are also are loved from the Father, from the Son, by the understanding of the Holy Spirit. That we also should be loved and show love. That is unity of faith. That is the way we're going to get forward. Recall the Tower of Babel where they were building a, a, a tower to go to the heavens and that they were going to be successful, but the Lord had to confuse their language. But if we speak the language of agape, there is nothing that together we cannot overcome. There isn't a purpose, the end being to be filled with all the fullness of God that will be withheld from us, walking in love. And in fact, I referred to earlier in Revelation in Revelation chapter 2, I believe, where Christ was speaking about the churches at Ephesus, he said that one thing they have forgotten is their former love. That, in fact, the word says left behind, that they have left is their former love. That word left there, when you translate it, it means to be divorced. It means to, 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 to neglect, set aside. But the word of God to us there, to Ephesus there, said that they should repent. I know that's a, an old time word. But if you see the word repent as breaking the chains of misdirection, looking towards heaven and breaking the chains of misdirection and doing a 180 degree turn to go for what was left behind, to go for what was divorce. In some cultures, that's called going back for or sankofa, if you will, in, in, in parts of West Africa. In other philosophies and theories, it's called reflective theory. But thank God this isn't a theory. Thank God that through his spirit in the inner man, we can be strengthened in, by might with the love of God in our hearts. To end, I mentioned a popular song. And that's what I would like to do this, this, uh, this day, this morning when you're watching this or wherever. And if you're watching this and you've been intrigued and you've heard Jesus, you've heard blood, you've heard body. It is simply this, that God indeed did, that has loved the world and has given his only son. That whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. 
it is, there's no magic in this, but there is spirit in this. So if you will or you would like to reach out, go to our website, contact, get in touch with us, or simply just repeat after me, Jesus, I don't fully understand you, but I want to know you intimately in my inner man, that I too may partake of this prayer, that when others are kneeling down, that you would have me in mind, that I will be strengthened with might in my inner man to know the love of God. So in so doing, the Lord God bless and keep you and be gracious towards you. The Lord God lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of Jesus. And by so doing, let the name of the Lord be written upon you and the Lord bless you. Amen.